You're listening to The Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle. Hello, welcome to another edition of The Tuesday Club with me, Sean Holly, and Kyle Reese. But all about boys through and through. We talk about it a lot, Kyle, don't we? Yeah, we, we, we do tell a lot of people that we're from all about. Uh, I keep on telling the same stories every week, so I've got to remember what I'm saying because people are getting bored of me now. Uh, well, hey, as long as they're good stories, nobody minds. And the reason we mention all the time is we're very proud of where we're from. And that's why this week on the Tuesday Club, we've got a very special episode. We've got two local legends, Patolba boys, who are uh, embarking on something a little bit new. It's a little bit old and new, but uh, they're Patolba through and through. We've got, first of all, Simon Pridham. Simon, thanks for joining us. Pleasure, Sean. Pleasure, Kyle. And we got John O'Callaghan, but nobody knows him as John. It's Dinny, right? For all our Potoba listeners out there, Dinny's joining us. How are you doing, Din? Yeah, good. Thanks, boys. Good to see you. Good. Now, the the reason you're joining us, the reason like Kyle and I are doing that, is because we're both supporting a new venture that you've got. We know ourselves, but to our listeners out there, the Potoba is it's a hive of activities, a hive of sport in talent. It's got great history and tradition uh, in talent across the board, not just sport and rugby, but in acting and all sorts of fields. And the four of us work in, in many of those fields. But um, you, you boys are resurrecting something in the town that is going to bring the community together. And it's a chance, you know, for us to talk about it and tell everybody about it. Yeah, absolutely, and it's uh, we're looking forward to it, Sean. We essentially we start in a new community sporting hub for the town. Uh, it's going to be called the Aberavon Fighting Irish Sporting Club, and our flagship project within that will be the Aberavon resurrecting the Aberavon Fighting Irish Rugby League Club, which has laid dormant now for about fifteen years. Uh, but also there'll be opportunities for anybody within the town. We're going to be fully inclusive and as diverse as uh, to make sure we meet in all our communities needs and we'll be looking to try to get all sorts of sports which aren't currently catered for in the town and breathe some new life into them so i'll do an early plea if there's anybody out there who wants to come on board and to start uh, clubs around netball tennis bowls whatever it might be where there's a gap and there might be a latent demand we'd be happy to accommodate now, Denny, this is something that's uh, not just close to your heart from um, a local point of view, but you've been involved heavily in the leisure and recreation industry for a long, long time. And, and you are well positioned to know that the bringing together of lots of different sports and activities is crucial in things like securing funding and getting buy-in from the community. That's the important factor here, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm a big believer, I'm a passionate believer in, in the power of sport as a vehicle for positive social change. I think most people, when they hear about sport, they get the idea that it will improve social interaction, it'll improve leadership skills, it'll teach you about winning and losing, which are important lessons for life. What's often unseen when you get a vibrant sporting scene in any area are the sort of byproducts in terms of social inclusion, improved educational attainment, crime and disorder, antisocial behavior reduction, community cohesion, and even skills and employability opportunities for people who get involved. And I'm, you know, I've seen, I've been in the sector now for the best part of 40 years, and I've seen how we can use sport to improve communities. And that's how an overarching uh, sort of mission here is to bring to create a community sporting hub, but particularly for our young people to raise aspirations 
and um, improve their sort of life chances by being involved in the club. So it is about sport. It's having great times through sport, but it's also uh, personal development for our young people and community improvement. Because ultimately, if we get this right, we'll make our community, which is a fantastic community, a safer and better place to live and work. So mm, that's yeah. the dream. Yeah, yeah. And Simon, you're um, you're a local boy, obviously. Um, your your background is in teaching. You now head up um, a, a learning technology company involved in sport and business and all sorts of, of facets. Aspire to be. Um, now, how have you got involved in this? Um, well, Dean, and I go a long way back, um, as you know, Sean, and, and, and close to, to all brothers of the family. <clears throat> back in the days when we set up, well, Dean set up with Chris. Tommy and the other brothers at St. Joseph's Old Boys, which goes back many, many years. Uh, but I think what the things that Denny talks about there were very much uh, encapsulated in, in, in that team as well. Uh, we've got a very vibrant WhatsApp group at the moment uh, with people from all walks of life in there. And it's, uh, it's a very humorous group, but you, know, you can see the camaraderie in that group. And I was speaking to Denny um, and Chris about this. Um, as you mentioned, you know, I left those roles a head teacher and working with the government to set up a company called Aspire to Be. Uh, and if ever um, a strapline, I think, was could be put, put against the project we do when you it is that um, we're aspiring to be something that makes the town better in some respects. So I think for me, uh, Sean, it was it was a no-brainer. Really, made it was something that I'd love to get involved in. Um, I'd like to thank our company, uh, as you well know, because you've been involved in a lot of the projects we've done, and obviously we do. I broadcast, which again is a similar sort of feeling in some respects with schools. We go in and inspire children to, to use sport and digital means to be part of something extra. So when the opportunity came up, it was um, it was something I wholeheartedly got behind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kyle um, is in, involved here indirectly because the best man to his wedding next year, you know, plays at Abraham and Green Stars, which is the rugby union side based on the little Warren there. And you know, you know, Denny, you you you've got a, a strong connection with that. Kyle, you've been down there filming for Scrum Five. You know, you you've already seen that there's a, a, a disabled team down there or, or you know there's there's a plans for a women's team. There's the Green Stars have been thriving. Tell us from your side of it what, what this will mean down to that locality down there in, in Abraham. Well, obviously, being an actor, and obviously, I grew up in Port Albert. I played for the Stars until I was about 15. Um, obviously, then I had to make a decision whether I was going to go down the acting road. Um, I was I was never an athlete. Uh, people who know me know that. So I wasn't going to go down uh, the sporting road, even though, you know, when as all you boys there, when you're growing up, you play rugby for your local rugby team. You play cricket for your local cricket team. You play football. You know, you, play, you try and play all the, the community, community sports. But uh, going back down there after uh, so many years, and obviously, like you said, Brett Thomas, he's 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 been a Green Stars boy. I know he's been away and played for a couple of different clubs, but he's back down there now. And I've always he's he's my best mate, so I've always gone to support him. I've always gone to watch him play. And um, going back down there when we went for um, it was to raise money for his little girl Afy, uh, the the uh, charity awfully all for Afy, sorry. And uh, they organised a fundraising uh, day where they played the Port Albert Panthers and it was like a Brett's 15, Select 15. And obviously, um, you being a Scrum 5 poster boy, um, I text you and they messaged me, oh, do you want to go down and uh, present this piece? Because it's a lovely piece over Christmas. So I said, yeah. And 
to be honest, you kind of forget what you're doing when when the camera's there because you're looking around and the turnout was great, and everybody there were people there that weren't just there because their relatives or family members were playing for the teams, but they were there because they live in Portalbert. They like local sport. Local sport means a great deal to them, and you know it turned out it was a beautiful day and and a great a great day was had had by all, I suppose. But as an actor as well, it's. Um, like you idolize people who, who who put their bodies on the line, especially me being a rugby fan, and you you see all these people, especially you know from the top tiers down to the local grassroots. It's uh, it's quite inspiring stuff, and I know Brett; he's my best mate, and you know he's not a small fella. He's a big bloke. He's having problems with his back, and every time he goes on, whether it's for half an hour or ten minutes, the, the hits that he's putting in. I'm just waffling now. I don't really know why, but uh, I'm just I'm just trying to say that, uh, that, that, that these people are sort they're inspiring in themselves. You know, even seeing yeah. them running onto a local pitch, they're very inspiring. So it's great what uh, the boys here are doing for uh, for Potolbert as a community and trying to bring people together. And like Denny said, there there's so many more benefits than just social interaction and com- camaraderie. There's there's a whole load of benefits people don't know about. Well, then he's testament. Um, so you saying, Sean, t- I watched that, Kyle. I thought it was really inspiring. I think what, what the Panthers have done, you know, uh, not only forming that additional learning needs team, but really promoting it and involving so many members of the community, that's a vital thing for us as well, as Denny said at the start, that diversity, that inclusiveness has to be paramount. It's got to be something we promote, um, you know, from say, ladies' rugby to, to junior rugby, if teams, you know, because it's a summer sport, obviously, rugby league, so our fixtures will be June, July and August, predominantly. Uh, and then you'll tell more about the first season in the second. But, you know, if teams want to come down and they say, I don't know, bad run the 14s, want to keep fit during the summer, I want to come down under our banner, there'll be a constitution to stick to. There'll be, you know, an open arms welcome to them. Come down, join in, the more the merrier. That's good. I was just going to say that uh, what Kyle talked about, Denny's testament to putting his body on the line in his uh, his uh, esteemed career. But that camaraderie, that community spirit that Kyle talked about in that little uh, episode, Din, is something that you were going to try and obviously encapsulate with this new venture, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when we look at our town, we're all very proud of our town. I've been living away for 13 or 14 years now. And you, you sometimes, until you move away, you don't know how much you miss it. And when you reflect on what goes on in our town, in terms of the sports people that is produced and the uh, the people who've done well, like Kyle and Richard Burton and Anthony Hopkins and Rob Bryden, it's hard to believe that a town like ours can produce so much talent. I think it was Napoleon who actually said, ability without opportunity is nothing. Okay, And if you think about that, you've got to create opportunities. I was in school with a boy who I'm sure, if he had been brought up where I live now, which has got a great tradition in high board diving, uh, he would have gone to the Olympics. He was absolutely fearless. He went to the 10-meter board in the Avonlea. I don't know if you can remember that, but it looked as if it was three miles down to the water. Without <laughs> looking, he went straight off. He's about 10, 10 year old, two somersaults and a half pike or whatever. Sounds like water. Tash to me. <laughs> <laughs> but he would have gone, uh, he would have definitely gone if there had been opportunities for him yeah. and uh, and good coaching around. And that's what we're trying to do with this club is we don't want to step on anybody's toes. We want it to be an alternative offer during the summer months where people can come we need volunteers we need people to get involved in volunteers we want people to come and play and we also 
need people to come and watch. And I think when we're talking about playing in our first season, and we've had fantastic support, I'd have to say, from uh, Gareth Keir, who's the chief executive of Wales Rugby League, very keen to grow the game in Wales. Uh, and anybody who's been involved with Rugby League knows there's been a lot of false dawns in terms mm. of uh, trying to get a bit of a foothold. And so for next season, we're going to run what the senior team in Rugby League is known as Open Age. Uh, and that predominantly, we will try to get as many young players into that as possible, 17 and 18-year-olds. Uh, there'll also be some age group teams and we'll have a series of festivals. We're going to have a women's team. We're going to have a mixed ability team. And hopefully we can, uh, we've reached out already to the Panthers and to see if they can uh, would like to come and uh, be part of what we're trying to do. And we'll have a women's team. So at every time we play a game, next season there'll be three offers so it'll be the under 16s the open age and one of the others to make it a day of rugby league and we'll see if we can enthuse the town and on the wider front we're going to try to grow it as a you know a, a multi-sports community hub where everybody will be welcome and I, it's just I think back in my life I reflect and all the best times I've had have been involved in sports somewhere <laughs> yeah. along the line where it, that's made a massive difference and the people I call friends now were probably either in school with me or I met through through rugby I know I had a couple mm. of years up in Pontypridd not exactly the halcyon days for uh, Pontypridd rugby I'd have to say but the boys I met were just fantastic I can only yeah. I look back I smile thinking about it you know with the fondest of memories being amongst some of just the best boys you could ever meet and having some of the best times and I want my kids and, they, and my grandchildren to have the same experience within this town because we will just because of what the town has done over many years, we will produce some of the stars of the future, undoubtedly, yeah. and we want to give them that opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, will Carlin tweeted something in the week. Uh, uh, in five words, he said, uh, write what rugby means to you. And uh, there's loads of lovely things on there. I wrote, uh, you meet friends for life. Yeah, I see now. Um, nice. b- b- because I think it's so true. You know, I, you know, I tweeted something, oh, I messaged some, something, um, because I went up to Loughborough and I walked, I had a jog around the campus then, you know, and um, the, some of the things are still there, obviously, you know, the hall that you're in and the first team pitch, which has now got an AstroTurf on it, and then the old freshers pitch and towers and all that sort of stuff. But the responses I got from people who I hadn't spoken to in 20 years, but I'd played rugby with there, you know, was phenomenal. And, and that that sort of never goes away from you. So, so I'm... Tell us a little bit about something, um, how you're going to kick this off, because lockdown is obviously has been in full swing. This is another uh, a positive I see that people are looking to get out there, get involved with each other, get some activity going and uh, get the community spirit up. So how, how do you intend kicking this off? You know, where are you at with it? Well, I think it's the advantage we got, Sean, it's, it's, it's a year away before the first fixture in some respect. So the reason we've started getting the board together, uh, Perhaps it's a good time to mention who those management team members are uh, now. So, um, Dan, do you want to run through the, the board? I'll pick it back up. Yeah, we got J- James Davis, a former player and under-18 international rugby league international, James, who's a senior manager in uh, the local steelworks. James is our chair. Simon is our our vice chair. We've got Daniel Phillips, who's got a career in a local banker who's uh, looking after the finances for us. For us, we got my brother Anthony, Tommy, who's going to be the club solicitor and looking after the fixtures. Myself as uh, 
as secretary and our Chris as a director of rugby. So, you know, we, he'll be charged with making sure he brings the, the club together in terms of the rugby league and principally be myself and Simon trying to grow the club in other sporting directions. Uh, but we got, and it's really, they're all, all local boys who want to just do something back. We've all had a great life out of sport, really. And I, I think it is, when I think about, you know, Sean, I'm from modest, a modest background. Uh, my father was a, a drove the lorry on the council. My mother was a school dinner lady. Our Chris just happened to be very good at rugby when he was a kid. And he was playing for the Welsh schools and Loughborough spotted him. They took him up there. He went from there, became a Cambridge Blue and everything else. I used to go up, bunk off school and hitchhike up and go and see him for a week. I fell in love with university. So he went to university. I went to university. My kids have gone to university. Their kids will go to university. And we've changed in terms of we raise aspirations. All that has been done on the back of a bit of talent in sport and a bit of opportunity. And that's what I think that we can do with this as well in terms of, you know, we can make a difference to the kids' lives. There's a lot of, we, we sometimes we underestimate, you know, Aberavon and Patal, but have got a lot of deprivation. And we've got to make sure that we do something to counter that. And recent events in terms of this COVID business will have widened the inequality gap for the less fortunate from towns like our own. And I think this sporting uh, venture that we set in off can make a bit of a difference in that direction. What, um, what we're keen to do, Sean, and Kyle, obviously, is, and a big thanks to Kyle, um, we've approached Kyle sort of through social media to help us just get the, the word out there in some respects, and as usual, he's come up trumps. We did a, a quite a good uh, Twitter, Instagram campaign just with the hashtag, uh, AFI21, Abraham Fighting Irish 21 is the relaunch year. Um, and it was going great. We had, you know, lots of ex-rugby league players. We had Eamon McManus, the owner of St. Helens. We had Andy Gregory. We had Regan Grace, obviously, good but tall but boy, um, one, of the, one of the superstars of, of rugby league now across the world, uh, Morgan Knowles, so on and so forth. But And Kyle himself did it, but it was Kyle's good mate, Sam Hewan, I think, which was the killer tweet, which almost broke our uh, our Twitter feed uh, and sent our Instagram into meltdown as it was the first tweet he put out for, I think it was three to four months, Kyle. Uh, doing... I don't know what it is about Sam. I don't know what, I, you know, what's he got like, you know? Well, he's got an awesome body. He takes his top off every time he's on screen, and uh, he's not bad looking. So, I think that's what uh, I think that's what it is. Like <laughs> when Simon mentioned it to me, Sean, I thought it was David who when he was talking about. Don't <laughs> <laughs> we'll get many retweets there, would we? <laughs> so, um, as usual, Sean, I sort of, I sort of part of my role in, in, in this setup is to try and get the digital side of things going and make sure that we get. The... So that worked really well. So on the back of that, um, what we're going to do, uh, it's a good time to actually flag it now, the first Thursday uh, in August. Uh, a massive thanks to you, Sean, for agreeing to host this for us. Uh, and Kyle, Kyle's agreed to come on. We're going to hold a virtual dinner. Um, so what we're going to do is, we've got, I think currently, we've got uh, Mike Nicholas, obviously another Potomac boy, rugby, rugby league legend. Uh, obviously. Um, we've got um, Jim Mills, hopefully, just wait for Jim to confirm. We've got Regan Grace confirmed. We've got Morgan Knowles confirmed. We're hoping uh, Alan's going to come on, Alan Bateman. Um, we're going to ask Richard Hibbert if he's listening before I get a chance to ask him. We're hoping Hibbs is going to jump on uh, and reenact that famous story. Obviously, Sean, when you caught him going up to St. Helens. There's too many stories, mate. Too many stories. <laughs> I, ought to, I ought to apologize now, Sean. It's been 20 years. I apologize for that. <laughs> 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 it's all right. 
um, yeah, we have virtual dinners. It's a way of raising funds. Obviously, there's a set amount of money we have to raise um, to get this community hub going. What we haven't mentioned yet is where it's going to be situated, and that for me is another exciting part of it. So um, we've actually got the lease. Tommy's arranged of the lease of the Vivian Park, which, as you know, is is bang in the centre of of Arbor Avenue as a community, uh, with housing around it, but a vibrant hub just off a dual carriageway there. So that'll be purpose, purpose sort of built in some respects, or purpose uh, refurbished, um, not only for the rugby league, like Denny said, but also to grow that community hub. So the plan financially is to grow the finances, looking for grants, looking for um, as much funding as possible to get that, that dream to reality. So the virtual dinner is going to be the kickoff event. It'll be an official launch. Uh, it'll be a way of actually promoting um, the community hub uh, globally, if people want to tune in. Um, there will be a ticket price, a small charge, £25 ticket, uh, and then it'll be an hour to hour and a half and bring those superstars in, those rugby league folk in, um, not only to talk about what we're trying to do, but talk about their lives and their experiences and how rugby league and sport in particular has, has you know, made them who they are. So that's the first Thursday, which I believe is the 6th um, of uh, next month. Uh, and we'll be getting the advertisements out for that now, hopefully. Well, we'll plug that on a Tuesday club when we, Kyle, and we look forward to that. Um, even though we've got used to, in COVID, doing things like this, then uh, that should be quite interesting doing that, particularly me hosting it, but look forward to that. And uh, what a great location for the, our listeners who don't who don't know Patrolba or know where that is, Vivian Park, is right in the, the, the middle of an estate. And God, I got fond memories, didn't you, of playing soccer for the Avon Lido down there and Commandment Boys Club against um, Newton Nippers. You remember uh. Newton Nippers? <laughs> bless them. They were all for, they're all young. They played a year young, bless them. And you used to love playing there. But you know, going to, to that old changing room and that old shower, those sort of things, they certainly played a massive part in my character development, whether I was playing football or rugby or cricket, whatever sport. And I look around now and I think, you know, to see Vivian Parker is now sort of sort of diminished. Where I'm from, Carmarthen, there's no Carmarthen Boys Club now. It's been shut down. To think of the other people that we all know that come through that, you know, my kids as well, you know, and you think the a lot of the facilities, the clubs and that that we were used to are turned into either leisure centres or housing or whatever. So, you know, th- th- this has a real opportunity in the community that we are from. Um, so I think it's brilliant. I, you know, I, I, I'm really excited about it, and I think the people around that area. Probably since the demise of the old Avonlade, or probably crying out for something a bit like that, didn't he? Yeah, I think, and I, I think we shouldn't forget as well that is the birthplace of Avon Green Stars or the CYMS, as it was called. So I got photos here in, in my mother's house when my old man was playing for the Stars, and the photos are actually taken in the old bandstand in the, in the Vivian Park. Yeah. And I think we got uh, a great opportunity to breathe life into a very important community asset. And we want to make sure we take the local people with us on, on that journey. And, uh, you know, and if I think it's a great opportunity at Vivian Park for, you know, stuff around mental health projects and the like, men in sheds type project where we can get people, you know, particularly uh, middle-aged men like ourselves, I suppose, who can come uh, hook up for a cup of tea and perhaps get involved in some of the grounds maintenance and everything else that might be needed within the park because local authorities have got uh, a vastly diminished resource 
these days. And after they pay, everybody pays for what we're going through at the moment, there'll be an even greater paucity of uh, available finance around around there. And I think we can play a bit as a, as a community hub in trying to help the local authority, you know, uh, maximise what is an important, as I said, an important community asset. And Vivian Park, it is just surrounded by chimney pots and people. And that's the beauty of it. And if we can get a good sporting product as well in the middle of that, I think that uh, I think it'll be great. It'll be like uh, one of those old. Uh, I got a photo, a frame photo with my name I had when I was a kid for Christmas with my parents of Anfield, and it's just like this big, massive stadium plonked right into the middle of this whole, like this terraced houses everywhere. I've never been to Anfield. But uh, it kind of reminds I me know. of that then, when you said the chimney pot. Yeah, I've never been to Anfield, Sean. What are you going to say about that now? You're a Liverpool. F- I've been a Liverpool fan since I was a kid. You're, you've been a Liverpool fan since you were a kid. You're championing of this plastic trophy that they've won, and you've never been to Anfield. I just mentioned it to you to wind you up. I haven't championed it anywhere. No, I've never been to watch Liverpool. No. I'll take you. I'll take you. Kyle, I go regularly. I used to go and watch rugby, mate. Instead, do you know what I mean? Let's not. Let's get I- off that. Yeah. You probably got some uh, people, the residents of Golf Road and uh, and Hospital Road, frantically right into the local authority planning department. As we speak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there'll be signs in the well, windows yeah. next week. <laughs> it, it don't go until Tuesday dinner. We got a bit of time to get some sort of mitigation in. All right. <laughs> it's it's Talbot's latest version of "Stop the Prison." <laughs> yeah. Stop the prison. Stop the plant. What else can we stop? Oh, let's stop the stadium. <laughs> But what we have got is what we've all mentioned is um, an abundance of talent and, you know, just character in the town. What is it in your experience, Denise Simon, about the people of the town, the characteristics of the town, but all, but that breeds talent in many fields? What is it? Uh, I, I got my own version of it, Sean. I think we're blessed with natural resources. You know, where else? I mean, we've got a beautiful two-mile beach. And we got mountains within a mile of it. And, you know, I've lived in Hartfordshire now for 13 years, which is flat and nowhere near the coast. And you start to appreciate what we got. So I think the natural resources are good. And it's a tough old town. I mean, it's a tough town, which has operated around a tough life within within the steel industry. And I think it that rubs off on the people. Uh, and the thing I think it's got is it got a great core sense of humour. That's the thing, when you move away, you miss the most. And I just think about when we talk about community hubs and, and sport, I've lived away now. When I'm down here, I know where to find a plumber. I know somebody who can, <laughs> uh, you know, paint the living room. <laughs> uh, when you come out to that setup, you you understand what you're missing. And it's that community within the community, really. But I think it's, uh, I think, natural resources, people, and, you know, there's a toughness around the place, which you not, you need. You need that in terms of success in sport. You need mental and physical toughness. And I think uh, the town is well-placed to sort of engender that in its people. I agree with that. I think it's, I think a key word for me is character. You know, character is generational, isn't it? And, you know, we, we're a steel town. And I think we are a steel town in more than just, like you say, as in, uh, as in the actual steel works. Uh, characters passed down through the generations and we have been fortunate, like those people you've mentioned there, Sean, and you mentioned earlier, that to see people who have left this town, you know, many, many years ago to make something of themselves. We talk about a spy to be. Well, I've been a teacher like, like I was, you know, for 20 odd years. You can actually relate to people in this town. Well, you know, it's not a pipe dream because people have done it. They've actually achieved their dreams and left and gone to Hollywood or become rugby superstars or rugby league superstars. So, it isn't something that's just aspirational, it's something which is real. And you can go back to that character and back to that toughness, like Denny said, 
uh, and with the right hard work ethic, you can get there. You can do anything. I I, yeah. I agree with that, and and we always seem to come back, which is a great tribute to the town. And um, I remember, like, I took off to go to Australia to to see my family and have a year out before I went to Loughborough. And I only really realised then, you know, what my upbringing in the town had brought me. That, the fact that I had no qualms about up and on my own, getting to Sydney in three days, um, stopping off, going living somewhere, uh, having a year, rocking up to a rugby club, a cricket club. And then I also recognised it when I went to Loughborough then, because you, when you when you confront Loughborough University, for as an example, you face a lot of public school boys with privileged education, silver spoon in their mouth, this, that, and the other. I had played first-class rugby. I'd been brought up in British Steel, Carmarthen, down some fields where my grandparents were from. I, I Without knowing it, I was probably mentally and physically tougher than I thought. And that's what brought it out of me then. And I try to um, instill this in my kids now. And uh, I'm sure they've got it as well now. And But yet we come back, Denny, don't we? And you were coming back now, which oh, is yeah. great. Yeah. And I, yeah, and it's like success in the face of adversity. And I think we shouldn't underestimate that. I think the town creates, as Simon said, some great, great characters. I remember when I was about 15, the old man took me up to watch a rugby league game. Now, Mike Nicholas, who was the president of... Uh, of Welsh Rugby League, Mike Nicholas MB, as you said. Uh, he was my hero. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, the stories of Nick go, the lights would be off at Parbarava and he'd still be training and have one bloke there waiting to lock the ground up. He went up there. He's tough as teak. He's fantastic. We went up there and we stayed with Mike. Me and the old man stayed with Mike in War just outside Warrington. I remember in the bedroom I was on, there was a map of uh, of the, the UK and it had a circle round Port Albert and it said, City of Steel, home sweet home. And I can remember it now. And it just, you know, it sort of touch you even now when you can see it. And I was thinking, you get boys who come from a town like Kyle now, in terms of some of the stuff that people from a town are doing on, on a, an international and a world stage. It's just absolutely fantastic. And we can play a part in that. We can create opportunities. I can't. What we can do is, the guarantee we'll say is that we'll give everybody a lot of fun and enjoyment. If we produce a new Regan Grace, that's a bonus. We produce another Kyle Reese. That's a double bonus. I don't think anyone um, wants to be a, a Kyle Reese yet, mate. <laughs> yeah, but it, that's what it's about. And it's uh, I've I've had a great life having come from a town, and I want to come back and see other kids because we'll have kids in this town who will be facing real disadvantage. Yeah. I mean, you know, this COVID stuff has gone on and the lockdown. Things like internet and computer screens and fancy gardens a lot of us take for granted if you're a you know a single parent with four kids locked into a into a, a third floor council flat is a bit life isn't quite yeah. like that and i think yeah. that we can what sport is is a great release vehicle it's a great level for a start but it's a great release vehicle and we'll tease out the talents the innate talents that exist and see how we might be able to nurture that for better things cool. I, th I think as well that's, that's that's one thing as well sean you know Aspire we can help with is is that engagement with the with the, the schools in the town, especially the secondary schools in some respect, because we'll be recruiting for for boys and girls to get involved in the sport. Now, you know, take I broadcast, which Aspire to be and and yourselves work on together as a joint uh, product and offering we have. You know as well as I do, Sean. The amount of girls, I would say, possibly, I'd say 60, 40, when we do those I broadcast, the girls come out of that potentially more positively than the boys in some respect because. A lot of sport and sports reporting and sports sort of um, uh, broadcasting is seen as the male area is changing. 
But if we can involve, you know, I broadcast teams, for example, to, to film the games, to get them on a YouTube channel, to do the voiceovers. Why not? Let's get kids involved. Let's, let's get them to be, you know, you're going to put a jersey on to be involved in sport to make a career of you. You know, you know, with the Ospreys, I think we get an order, we? We're doing the schools programme. We have 46 different careers available in the professional rugby region. I can only imagine how many there are in the football uh, environment. So that's important for us as well, is to involve as many people as possible in the project. You could just be like yeah. me. I get to wear a jersey and I have a good time. Do you know what I mean? Just be a supporter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right, Kyle. You know, it, it doesn't have to be sport. It can be community news, charity news. It might be the, um, you know, the, the guys that get together with mental health issues. It might be the guys working on the allotment, you know. It might be, you know, ladies get together, you know, mothers. Um, it could be anything. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot of news. There's a lot of information to get out there. And I broadcast can really really help that so um uh, it's exciting stuff you know uh, we'll keep in touch boys the timeline is obviously going to kick off now in that first thursday in august where we'll we'll kyle and i will join in and and help promote um, the start of it the kick off the fighting irish is back you know vivian park being the hub and all the developments uh, that, uh, that go on around that the exciting board and the volunteers, hopefully, the more and more will come on board. We hope the Tuesday Club will will help get the message out there, and then we'll help promote um, the timeline from from there on, and uh, maybe get some regular Fighting Irish news out on our podcast if that'll help. But uh, seriously, it's been uh, brilliant having you on. It's fantastic what you're doing. We're very pro Patrolba boys, and it's great for us on our podcast to get you on and talk about this. We've had over 50,000 downloads on this Mia podcast that Kyle and I just started together with a bit of random equipment. So it just shows what you can do, isn't it? Thank you. Thanks very much, boys. We're very grateful for the for the support. Thanks very much. Cheers, lads. Thank you, both. Thank you, gents. Yeah. Pleasure. Good luck. Thanks, boys. Great. All the best. Thanks.